The coronavirus has upended daily life in San Diego County. Over just a few days, nearly every major event has been canceled, and now state and local governments are implementing new restrictions to help stymie the spread of the virus. This is a time of anxiety and confusion, so that's why the Union Tribune is interviewing San Diegans on how the virus has changed their lives. Today is Monday, March 16th. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your coronavirus update, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. Sam Hodson, you're a photojournalist at the Union Tribune, and amid all the craziness with the coronavirus, you decided to start a new video series. Let's start with that. What was the kind of game plan for this story? Yeah, so I was trying to think about ways that we could go about reporting on what's going on in the community without actually being out and about, how we ourselves could be uh, sort of taking the moral imperative to socially distance ourselves, but Mm -hmm. still committing acts of journalism, um, still finding out what the community is feeling in this time. Uh, And as a visual journalist, I wanted to find a way to, that, that you'd be able to see the sort of feelings and emotions of folks coming through as well. So uh, we decided to do what's what we're calling COVID diaries, uh, which are little entries, little interviews from people from all different walks of life in San Diego, uh, all conducted via video chat. So I uh, haven't had to leave my house once to, to make these and neither have the folks on the other end. We've been able to keep a, a safe distance from each other. Yeah, it's a weird thing is with this project is that's pretty much how we should be living our lives right now is just using technology to connect because, you know, we don't know the risk. Yeah, I actually wound up uh, last night doing a, a happy hour with a bunch of friends back in New York City, and we used the exact same tool. We did Zoom, and uh, all of us got together. It, it's been interesting that uh, I've found that all of a sudden I'm connecting with people and spending time talking to people who I hadn't previously spent that much time talking to in the last couple of years. Uh, it's It's been it has been an impetus to connect with folks. Yeah, and honestly, for both of us, kind of a learning curve to this whole work-from-home lifestyle. We're often used to talking to our coworkers all the time, and it's strange to, you know, have to use technology as opposed to -to face-to-face. Well, well, maybe for you, but I spent seven years as a freelancer, so I am well-versed in the art of uh, working in my pajamas or not working in my pajamas, whatever whatever you think I might be doing over here. (laughs) Yeah, nice. So uh, let's start with the first episode. How'd you get a hold of Thomas? Yeah, so I reached out to Lauren Mapp, who uh, works on our caregiver uh, vertical, and she helped me get in touch with folks at Alzheimer's San Diego. And I was just saying, look, I'd just love to talk to someone who's a caregiver. Uh, We know that these folks are going to be impacted in one way or another. Uh, Either they're probably very seriously concerned about uh, transmitting coronavirus uh, to their loved one that they're taking care of, Uh, or perhaps their loved ones in a care facility, uh, as is the case with Thomas and and his wife, Lynn. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's the situation with Lynn? So Lynn has early onset Alzheimer's and has been in uh, in a memory care facility since October. Uh, Thomas visits her every day. Uh, I believe he said four or five hours a day he goes to visit her. Um, And it's, it's super interesting. I mean, he basically says that the two of them have just about the same day every single day. And so so there's this thing happening where uh, Lynn doesn't necessarily know about what's happening with COVID-19 or with the stock market crashing or with people being in isolation. 
to her at sort of the same day as it was yesterday. Thomas is coming and going and is dealing with the everyday realities uh, of the coronavirus. So they're they're kind of living in, in two separate worlds right now. Mm-hmm. And here's uh, Thomas explaining. Do you have uh, any concern that that there might be a time where you're not able to go visit? Uh, yes, uh, I do. And I don't know if that's coming. It, it's nothing I can control. It's nothing I would argue, but it's, it's a concern. It's more of a concern with me not seeing Lynn than with the visitors not seeing her. Cause I go every day. Uh, and if I don't, you know, if I miss a day, she probably wouldn't notice, but I don't know, you know if I can't go for a week or a month, I don't know how that's going to play out because she, uh, she's really, um, kind of the word. I mean, she, um, she's really attached to me, I guess is one way. And, and she doesn't like being left alone, but even though she's in a facility that has 50 other people in it, she still feels alone there because she doesn't really, she's not aware of her surroundings. So she may think she's alone when there's people around her. So that's a concern is if this draws out a long time and I can't visit her, then how's that going to affect her, uh, her emotional well-being. Yeah, I imagine being in that situation just shows how much things have changed so fast. It's been a, you know, a crazy, I'm not sure if crazy is the right word, but a really intense week with everything happening and closures here and there. Yeah, it's a breakneck pace. And when I caught Thomas, he had just come back from the the facility and things that had been true in the morning were no longer true in the evening when he had come back from visiting his wife. Uh, he definitely, you know, I hadn't met him before, so I don't know his normal demeanor, but you could sense a bit that he, like, probably like all of us, it was a little shell-shocked by the whole situation. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to, you know, what's the appropriate response to all of these changes, and there really isn't one. You just kind of live through it, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. And then, secondly, you spoke to a college student that had her college career abruptly ended. What's she doing? Yeah, so she's the editor-in-chief of The Guardian uh, student newspaper at UCSD. And and so next quarter, you know, she's going to be attending classes, but she's not going to be attending classes on campus. Those have all been shut down. Mm-hmm. And so the whole sort of normalcy of college life, the things that, that you or I might have done in our last semester, last quarter of college, you know, spending time with friends, making sure that we sort of see each other off properly before we have to go enter uh, the real world, uh, those things just kind of abruptly came to a halt. I think you saw this happen with a lot of uh, San Diego State uh, basketball players too, right? Their season comes to an end and mm-hmm. these guys are just going, well, I guess, I guess that's it for me. I guess I don't play basketball anymore for, for a university. Um, it's not just happening to the student athletes, right? It's happening to, to tons of graduating seniors all across the country. I mean, I really do feel cheated <laughs> and robbed of my last quarter of college. Um, I knew I was going to have to graduate in June and say goodbye to everybody, but I kind of really wanted to have a lot of fun before I said goodbye. So yeah, it feels selfish if you kind of dwell on those feelings of being robbed or being cheated but I'm also like 21 years old and was kind of looking forward to having a good quarter and a good way of saying goodbye to my friends and now I just feel like there's like almost no closure available to me yeah and even for me personally uh 
I was involved in the speech debate community in college and the national tournament, which was in Orange County, got canceled. I was looking forward to seeing all my friends and former competitors, but that plan, you know, evaporated with everything else. Yeah. I mean, you know, everything's out the window right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So as you continue this series, are there any uh, specific people you're trying to get a hold of to kind of paint the picture of what San Diego is like at this moment in time? Yeah, so uh, next up will be Esther Lopez, who uh, is a grocery worker at a local Ralph's. Uh, you know, every time I go into the grocery store, I'm seeing these folks who are working tirelessly, who are on the front lines of a pandemic, aren't necessarily, um, you know, weren't necessarily sort of preparing for this in the same way that maybe a doctor or a nurse would. But nevertheless, there they are dealing with the public every day, dealing with sort of the panic and the fears and trying to make sure that society keeps running. Um, so I had a good conversation this morning with Esther for the, for the next episode. Um, I'm definitely interested in hearing about people who are trying to figure out how to, how the, how to go forward in this new economy. Um, you know, bartenders, gig workers, um, folks who are going to be losing income. We'd also just love to hear from people. Um, you never know what stories are out there, and, and we're here to listen. That's a big part of this is that we want to sort of provide an outlet for the community. If you have something you want to say, something you want to share, a story that you think is important, um, reach out, and and we'll hope to feature you on the COVID Diaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and times like these, you know, having the, you know, to know that you're not alone and to know that other people are having the exact same feelings that you're having is comforting and is, in a sense, kind of the only piece of comfort some of us may be getting for some time. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, Thomas actually put that best. Uh, it was, I was thinking today, um, it, it reminds me somewhat of the, of, you know, after 9-11, but just how everybody's life in that single event was changed forever. Uh, I'm doing a lot of reading about different things lately and the, you know, the shared human condition phrase comes to mind with all this. And we're all going through this together and figure out how we can, how we can do it. Um, I mean, it's gonna, I mean, it, ways can impact our lives in ways I don't think we even know yet. So talking about it, maybe we can all help each other get through it. So if you want to participate, what's the best way of getting a hold of you? Uh, yeah, if you go to the San Diego Union Tribune.com right now, we're featuring the, the COVID diaries there and you can find a way to reach me from there. Uh, or feel free to reach out on email or find me on Twitter or find me anywhere. If you Google my name, it's not hard to find me. I'm uh, all over the World Wide Web. That's that's what uh, happens after you be a journalist for a long time. So uh, mm-hmm. please feel free to reach out and, and we'd love to share your story. All right. Sam Hodson, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Here's what happened in San Diego today. The county has announced new emergency regulations to help slow the spread of the virus. They include banning all public and private gatherings of more than 50 people. All bars, adult entertainment establishments, and other businesses that serve alcohol and don't serve food will be closed. On-site dining is prohibited, but food can be purchased to go. Businesses must establish social distancing policies and increase sanitation. All schools must not have class or host events that would result in a gathering. Hospitals will limit who can enter and will delay any elective surgeries or procedures. San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner announced the city is following the county's recommendations. Police Chief David Neslite also said there has not been a spike in crime during the crisis. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekday afternoons. 
Amid the coronavirus pandemic, we have lifted the paywall on stories vital to public health. If you are not a subscriber, please consider joining so we can continue to keep you up to date on this unfolding crisis. Go to unionship.com slash subscribe. Until next time.